This is the Cleveland Guardians Fancast with your host, Quincy Wheeler, a podcast about the Cleveland Guardians and their fans. Welcome to the Cleveland Guardians Fancast. I'm your host, Quincy Wheeler. You can find us at Guardian Fancast on Twitter. You can email me at Quincy at GuardiansFancast.com. Today we have a special episode for you. I have acquired a copy of a podcast from the distant planet Yiblish. And this Yiblish podcast is discussing a baseball game, believe it or not, that took place on Monday of this past week. So let's hear what this podcast has to say about that game. Hello and welcome to the Yiblish Podcast with Groink. I am joined today by a special friend who has come to help us understand the latest transmission from the planet Earth. Please introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Blorkson. I am a hominid alien anthropologist, primarily interested in, 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 the, in the sporting life of, of these humans. And we've received this baffling transit, tra- transmission between two losing teams. And, and I'd like to review that with you today. Mm-hmm. Losing. Now, now, now Borkson, can you, uh, you're more experienced in this area than I am, as you know. I tend my my podcast tends to focus on natural healing remedies, but we've hmm. been trying we've been trying to understand you know uh, essential oil of humans might possibly help us. So understanding their sporting life might help us as well. That's why I wanted to have you on. So when you and say you have to say your Lisa six eight banana slug remedy helped my wife's rosacea like nothing else. Oh, thank you. You didn't have to say that, but but thank you. Yes, you can get some on our website for twenty one twenty nine ninety nine. And uh, make sure you use the promo code BLOOP. Uh, Blorkson, could you please help me understand um, when you say losing losing teams? Now, what do you mean? Like, is this a psychological experience, like a a traumatic um, ripping away of social structure that these teams are going through? So it's difficult because you see sports are simply a reconstruction of war that these creatures once fought. Young men have to do something. They used to kill each other, and now they just run around and play games. It's much better. Well, I I was going to say, from my experience of uh, just observing Earth, I I wondered that they they don't have enough war, so they have to play war. Is that what I'm understanding now? They seem to be very into the whole killing business, unfortunately. They're not quite as enlightened as you and I are. Well, of course not. But sometimes they take this aggression out on, say, a ball. Mm, Oh, oh, so tell me more. All right. So so what uh, these teams... These losing teams, yes. I I never quite explained the losing. Yes, please, yes. Psychological trauma. And they have won. Oh. Games. 
games. Oh, games. Oh, oh. So the humans are playing. Yes. Oh, 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 yes. Well, I, how often I've thought about having a little human around the house that it could play and I could, you know, just throw something and it would go and fetch it for me. Or So this is kind of what they're doing. Somewhat, yes. They're not quite as intelligent as the girelethanol that, that we're often keeping around in our little tanks. Oh, uh, my wife and I have several yes, girelethanols. <laughs> yes. I love oh, it yeah. when they do plays. Invent no. their own little cultures. It's very cute. That, exactly. I can't. Now, now, I'm seeing from my show notes that you received a transmission of a uh, baseball game the, from the baseball. Um, oh, baseball, baseball. Thank you for the pronunciation help. Uh, from Monday, May 30th, 2022. Yes, they have this strange concept of time that it can be divided into days and years and things. It's very funny. Yes, how quaint. <laughs> yes. Adorable. Uh, so uh, now, as, as, I, as I'm starting to view the, the uh, transmission of this, it appears as if they have a diagram set up, um, some sort of like a tilted square, uh, hmm. feed, yes. grassy area. We're, we're getting into very, very simplistic technology here, so bear with me. They call it a, a, a boxed score. And it's, it's actually, yes, a rectangle. It contains many different frames. They keep track of the runs that are scored. The team that wins has more runs scored and they tally them in these cute little boxes. And, and they apparently used to print these in, in newspapers and still do somewhat. It's very fascinating. Incredible. Incredible these numbers technology. mean a lot to many people. It's just amazing that uh, these humans would have these oxygen producing machines on their planet and they would chop them up and to relay information about these games to each other. I mean, Indeed, how sports. unbelievably idiotically adorable. Now, as we're looking at the baseball game and, uh, and I'm viewing the transmission, I noticed that you have four white boxes on the field. We have a, a human being with a piece of a tree. Again, they like to kill trees yes. um, and, and use them for all sorts of purposes other than what they're meant for. Um, and then we see another human who has a small spherical object. I believe you called it a, a ball. This is, this is the baseball. The ball, yes. The ball, although there are many because they lose them throughout the game. They're not very good at keeping track of them. If I may, if I may make a quick, strange anecdotal aside, please. They call it the baseball, but it is simply a ball that is used for baseball, but the bases are separate from the ball. There is nothing base about this I, ball. It is simply a ball. I'm so what glad. And, the bases. Well, and and true, and I, I'm so glad you brought this up because I I had a question about that. The ball itself rarely, if ever, touches a base. So I wondered why they called it baseball. I wondered if perhaps it was a statement on the moral character of the ball, that the ball is base rather mm. than elegant, that perhaps these balls hang out in shady nightclubs. Perhaps. It may be worth further research to see if the balls communicate with each other in any way. This is not something we've considered. Mm. That's mm. what we like to do on this podcast is ask the questions nobody else will. 
All right. So as we see, uh, the the aim of the game seems to be for one team, well, actually for both teams, but for one one side of the team at one time to throw the ball past the other team that has the piece of the tree. Yes. And then the team with the piece of a tree rotates players through who try to hit the ball with the piece of the tree. And almost no one does. Oh, it's, it's it, it, a shocking how, how little they do. Um, there does seem to be this um, rather, rather pudgy, a little bit shorter gentleman with a little bit of a, a, a scowl on his face who makes a lot of contact with that ball. Yes, yes, this is, um, they call him Jose Ramirez mm, mm. in the native yes. tongue. Yes, I hear and fans chanting. Yes, yes, some points in the you have the broadcast up now, I can see that here. Rather, um, rather, rather a catchy tune, Jose, and, and Jose, Jose, Jose. So this is this is actually a great highlight here to show because he has. We'll go through the whole what they call at bat. Mm, 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 mm. It takes three strikes for a pitcher to send what they call the batter or the batsman back to the dugout, which is where he sits and thinks about the fact that he made an out instead of reaching base naturally. Mm-hmm. And so Jose Ramirez is at the plate. And she just watches the first pitch go by like it's nothing. Then he, he sees two more pitches, swings at one, but not the other. And so he's sitting there with one ball and two strikes. And you think to yourself, like any rational creature, my goodness, the odds are so stacked against him. Surely he is going to make an out. No. Surely. He watches two more pitches very close to the strike zone. And then he simply hits the ball out of the playing field. This is apparently allowed in this game. And it's something I have never understood. If you hit the ball over the wall, you're not kicked out of the league or executed as we're used to. They celebrate it and everyone gets to go home. Everyone, everyone on the base benefits from his benefits from this profligacy, sorry, I struggled there, profligacy in his handling of the baseball. Uh, He didn't even hit this ball particularly far, but the stadiums are shaped all strange. Like parts of the field are shorter than other parts of the field. So if you're good at, at just hitting it down what they call the foul line, you could hit a lot more home runs than if not. And this man's very good at doing it. He is his hands it's like are, cheating. His his hands are so quick. I'm surprised he's allowed to play. I've, I I agree with you. He's I, I feel I feel they should probably tell him to play another game because it just doesn't seem quite fair for everyone else. He is embarrassing the other humans, and they don't like that. But the fans appear to enjoy it so much they just let him keep embarrassing the other humans over and over again. It's fascinating. Fans revel. Society. The fans revel in the shame of that blue team. They revel in it. Indeed. Shocking. Um, so I know that you have written extensively on a concept I need you to help me understand in terms of the turn uh, the, the game of baseball. And that is what they call the boon. The bunt. 
bunt. They call it the bunt. The bunt. Now, so, yes, please. It is interesting because this broadcast that we received nary a bunt to analyze. Uh, hmm. But it is interesting because we see very many of these home runs where everyone runs home uh, and much, much slugging, which is when a player reaches more than one base in, in one go. Uh, very the slugs are so, sh so slow and so not quick. Why, why slugging? It, it doesn't make sense that the slugs travel further. I, I agree with you, but... Okay, yes, I'm sorry. I won't get caught down in the details. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a bird. No, I thought it was a cake. Here we go. Here, I, we've studied too much and are just simply too educated. We get confused. Mm. So true. Now, so my understanding is that rather than swinging the tree, as the piece of the tree, as hard as you can, a bunt involves more of placing the tree in such a way that it will um, almost inevitably make contact with the ball. It, it's almost like just holding it in the air and, and saying to the ball, come here, buddy. <laughs> just slap yourself into this wood. And it does. And then it just rolls slowly on the ground, sort of away from people. And then someone has to run and go get the ball. It's, it's fascinating. Instead of hitting it to them, you just sort of go bonk. <laughs> and, and no one does it anymore. Sometimes. You'll see a player attempt it, but it's just to sacrifice himself. But it could be a weapon. Humans are uh, deeply into the sacrificial motif. The more that we sacrifice, the more the gods are pleased. Would, ex would explain the recent uh, events in human history. But anyway, all right. So shall you, uh, is there any explanation as to why we don't see more bunts from the humans. Uh, the, for example, you can see that the humans, uh, oftentimes when there is a person at the plate with a piece of tree, they will all sh they will all move to another side of the field where they anticipate the ball to be hit. So if one could take the piece of lumber and, and just make contact and push the ball to the area where the human beings are not uh, <laughs> situated, one could theoretically run to a base. Absolutely. And here's where it's just difficult for us to comprehend is, you know, we, you, I know you know this, but just so that our listeners are on the same page, we measure velocity in glockenspiels per fortnight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As, as makes perfect sense. It is the natural order. Um, so what they measure in miles per hour they say a uh, hundred miles per hour is a lot, but that's that's less than thirty-eight hundred glockenspiels per fortnight, <laughs> and they think that's very fast. Oh dear! Oh, rooms. <laughs> they they react so dramatically when plunked in the buttocks with a hundred mphs. You and I would practically finish lunch and, and then turn back to the ball and go, oh dear, it is time to hit this a very long way. <laughs> Ho-hum. So we don't understand why they can't simply just bunt where no one is, but it's apparently difficult. 
but no one practices it anymore. And I feel that a very, very, for them, fast human with good eyesight, determination and grit could learn not only to bunt against the shift, but sometimes just to surprise the other team and lay one down, as they say. There is a famous basing baller by the name of Derek Jeter. And I once read that his on-base percentage when he bunted for a hit was greater than 80% for his career. And they suggested perhaps he should have bunted more. They never expected it, did they? Perhaps, and, and if he had, perhaps the humans would build one of their statues of his face so that people could walk into a building and stare at it whenever they wanted. If only Jeter knew this information. If only we could communicate to these poor helpless creatures. Blorkson, I can't thank you enough for the information you've shared with me today. Uh, I can't wait to hear more from you as you uh, analyze these transmissions we've received. And and, uh, I wonder if you've thought about whether we can communicate to the humans uh, the need to pass some sort of regulation against this Jose Ramirez uh, character who just seems to be absolutely terrorizing these humans as they try to play this game. Well, since we first tried to communicate them, communicate with them, uh, we've continued to try and send more and more basic transmissions, but it, it seems that we can't even interact in their dimension. So for now, we just have to watch these poor men flail against who appears to be a demigod, this Jose Ramirez. It's so, very it, sad. It, incredibly eloquently put, we must watch from afar in horror as he continues to inflict his will to cause immense suffering and pain to their fans. Uh, at least it's, uh, it's, it is not a tangible pain. It is only the pain of emotional trauma of seeing him score many runs and force many of his own players to return to their homes. Yes. Th- thank you again, Blorkson. It, it, the pleasure has been all mine. This has been the Yiblish Podcast with your host, Groink. Feel free to gram us a gifter if you'd like. Just type in on your chosen device, groink dot dash 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 yiblish bloop bloop. Join us next time when we discuss political affairs on Earth and the human being's strange predilection for choosing the oldest and the foulest among them to lead them. You don't want to miss it. <laughs>